The following is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. And put in your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. Back on the Tom Debris Show. Hour two. Mike Johnson. Good morning. How are you? Doing great. I got to use my four-wheel drive this morning, so I'm yep. really excited about Snowy that. Snowy out there. <laughs> You're going to get to take your son's sledding today. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun. Yep. So, Mike, you know, at Debris Financial Group... We're constantly dealing with people who are either going to retire or are retired. And uh, there's a whole group of people out there wanting to do this thing called FIRE, Financial Independence, Retire Early. Tell us a little bit about that. So it's a, it's a, it's a big movement, really. Um, I mean, there's hundreds, if not thousands, of blogs and uh people talking about it it's uh real popular with millennials and i are one full disclosure um but uh what the the idea between behind fire is you put back i mean a lot of people that are really into it they put back maybe 75 percent of their gross income and the the cons I, I like the concept uh, that are that's behind fire that you live below your means you save all good things, um, but the problem with fire several one it takes it to the extreme, um, so it, it you know it's a lot of times the people that are doing this you know for ten fifteen years uh, their their quality of life a lot of times is pretty low um yeah, yeah not not saying that 
things make quality of life good necessarily, but they deprive they, don't hurt. they, they deprive themselves of what some people would call necessities um, to try to accumulate. Now, the problem with this is, let's say you do this for 10, 15 years. So let's say your goal is you want to be independent by age 40 and you have a certain number. Let's just hypothetically say that's a million dollars. And then the idea behind fire is you retire and you live off that million dollars for the rest of your life. Well, the problem is at age 40, that million dollars could have to last you 40, 50 years. Right. Um, we deal, what's so interesting with fire to me, what we deal with on a daily basis is individuals that have accumulated something that are maybe on average in their mid fifties, early sixties, and they're, they're looking to retire. Uh, it could be for health reasons. They have things that they want to do, but this is the world we live in. So you're taking the world we live in and expanding that to somebody that's age 40. Um, we see the, the real life repercussions of somebody that's even 60 that's retiring and how challenging that can be for some people. And if you add an extra 20 years on that, it's almost impossible. Um, And what we've said on this show many times, even at 60, a lot of times we recommend people don't retire. Um, Now, maybe it's you change jobs, you, you, you do something that still uh, has an income stream to you because from an investment portfolio, while you can take income from it, it doesn't um, uh, substitute for a job for for an income that you have coming in. So, I, I don't. I, I like some of the ideas behind fire. I, I do not think. I think you're going to see some horror stories in ten years of people that have tried to do this right. because they, you know, if they do this at forty. By the time they're 50, they've missed out on their peak earning years, and now they're playing catch-up. Um, they've gotten used to not working. Right. And technology, you know, moves. You know, we, we see it constantly in business. You know, things move quickly. Right. And if you're not engaged on a regular basis, you're going to get left behind uh, at, from from an employee standpoint, from a pr- productivity standpoint. Um, but the – the, the thing that I, that I really think is interesting, though, where we're dealing with people that are at retirement age, and like I said, we see the problems that they have or the challenges that they face, and you, know, you apply that to a 40-year-old, and it's a whole other world. Um, you know, one of the big challenges with retirement is market volatility. Now, our... Uh, approach to investing is to generate an income stream, dividends, interest, so that somebody can take that from the portfolio and not have to deplete principal. Yeah. Well, if you're 40 and you're still trying to take a 4% withdrawal rate, that ha- that in itself has its own problems. But at 40, you have to have a lot higher growth rate uh, to, to make that right. last. Um, so you're almost forced into a growth portfolio and, Which, and we've talked about this so many times, a growth portfolio in retirement, you're asking for problems. That's you know, right. 2018, 
is a yep. prime example of <clears throat> why a growth portfolio is so risky for retirement investors. Mm-hmm. Because if you're taking $2,000 a month uh, from the portfolio right. and the stock market's down, you're liquidating your shares. That's right. And for some of these uh, people that are adhering to the, the FIRE movement, uh, that whatever shares they sold, let's say you know they sold three percent of one of their growth investments well that's three percent less shares that they have to compound for 40 years Absolutely. so the the earlier age magnifies everything it magnifies risk um so we, we still stand by our idea that even at 60 a lot of times it's good to have some sort of a of income employment employment yeah well i'm I'm case in point. <laughs> I'm not ready to retire. Right. And, and, and we were talking off the air. Um, it's you, you have to love what you do. Yeah. You know, if, if you if you love what you do, then you don't. It, How do these people occupy themselves if they're not working at 40? They're, they're, what are they doing? Well, <laughs> some of them are starting a blog or starting something like this. Yeah. So the ones that are actually successful in this movement are the ones that are still working yeah because <laughs> they're they're getting a, an income stream from a blog or something else that they're doing so they didn't really retire they started their own business right. essentially um which they're probably working more hours than they were when they were sure. employed so it's 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 interesting I, I like the concepts behind it you know that's uh, you know prudent but um, it, it's taken to the extreme, I think. Right. <clears throat> you got another story here. Lying prices keep America hooked on spending. What's that all about? <laughs> so this is <clears throat> this is more along. The, one thing we love um, when you're dealing with business, when we're looking at companies that we research for the portfolio, you know what the price is. You know what their revenue is. Everything's transparent. You know the the market is a is a price allocator. You know the right. the market dictates what the price of everything is every second of every day. Yeah. Well, when you're in the government world, you know price is uh, elusive, um, muddy at best, a lie at worst. Right. Um, so uh, this article was uh, from the Wall Street Journal. Um, I like the uh, the opening uh, line. Margaret Thatcher famously said that the problem with socialism is that you always run out of other people's money. Uh, the trouble with resisting socialism is that until the money runs out, free spending, progressive policies are remarkably seductive. Um, when something, uh, when a... Um, uh, a social net, if you will, is um, is kind of piloted by the government. They go out and say, you know, this is going to cost X amount. Uh, it's never a real number. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, for example, uh, in the past decade, uh, taxpayers were charged $27.2 trillion for services, for federal services, that actually cost $35.6 trillion. Um, and what that's telling you is your tax bill told you that the that the government's good works were 26% cheaper than their real cost. Yeah. Um there's 
there's no real um, price mechanism. Price mechanism for the government. No market mechanism. Exactly. That's yeah. exactly right. Um, so anytime there's a, a, a government program, um, like be it uh, free college or subsidized housing, they're going to have this is going to cost X amount. Well, more than likely, it's probably going to cost four or five times that. That's right. Um, but you never know that. Well, even though if you know that, it doesn't come to realization, just like uh, the pension problems or Social Security, all these right. things. It doesn't come about for sometimes decades later that you're faced with footing the bill. Footing the bill of it. Exactly. Um, so you have to always, <laughs> when you're dealing with government entities, you know, take that into account that it's right. it's it's not – more than like uh, even the wall yeah i mean five billion dollars okay that's that's fine that's the construction cost you know yeah. you're gonna have maintenance on top of that right. I'm, I'm for the wall yeah. you know yeah, but but even that that's still uh government it's deceptive pricing that's right that's true stay with us you're listening to the tom dupree show news radio 630 wlap why do wealthy politicians build walls around their homes Keeping the American people safe is our first responsibility. Check in for updates. So that's the politics that they're playing. News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, I'm Tom Dupree. During times of market volatility, as we have just experienced, it's easy for investors to panic. Some investors want an easy solution, like an annuity, to manage the ups and downs of the market. Some want to seek the safety of bonds and bond funds. At times like this, it's often wise to examine what the long-term returns of equities have been versus other asset classes. At Dupree Financial Group, we use times of market volatility as an opportunity to purchase securities at lower prices than where they may have recently traded. If you'd like to know how our investment process may help you and your retirement investments, then give us a call at 859-233-0400 to set up an appointment. It may be an eye-opening experience for you in this new year. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 and dupreefinancial.com. WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree show. So you got, you know, at Dupree Financial Group, we pride ourselves on being uh, unbiased. We don't push any one product or any one uh, stock or bond necessarily. We try to provide for our clients a well-rounded, diversified group of investments that pay dividends we typically don't use mutual funds because there's fees on, on top of fees associated with those. This is an article by Jason Zweig, whom you like very much. He's my boy. Yeah. 
Maybe we can go meet him one day. That'd actually be really cool. It'd be cool, wouldn't it? Here, tell me about I, it. I would so get an, an autograph. Yeah, <laughs> I know you would. I really would. I mean, his 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 writings are just very uh, common sense and so uh, applicable. Uh, As the kids would say, would you fanboy out? Fanboy out? Yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah I would. That would be it. <laughs> Fanboy. Here, autograph this copy of the Wall Street Journal for me. Right. Yeah, I mean, what could I get him to sign? Hmm, I have to think about that. An, an article. Yeah, I guess an article. Um, so, uh, the article, that the most recent one that he wrote, uh, actually it's the second most recent, uh, Have I Got a Fund for You Why Brokers Push Some Investments? Um, you have to be careful of your broker, advisor, um, what their incentive is. You always have to look, how are they compensated? Um, many uh, brokers uh, and advisors, they get paid on commission, which there's nothing wrong with that. But you have to know. Yeah, there is. <laughs> you, you, you have to know. I mean, there's, there's a place for everything. It makes a market. Um, but you, you as the consumer have to be aware of what's right. going on. Um, a lot of, uh, financial institutions, uh, let's say they sell a mutual fund. You buy a mutual fund. Um, the mutual fund may have a commission depending on what share class it is or uh, how, how the broker is compensated, but the institution behind the broker also can get revenue sharing from the mutual fund right. companies so you call it 12b1 uh fee right exactly um so the the broker uh gets paid something uh up front and you have to look at what offerings are available you know is the financial institution really opening the doors saying okay here are all the investments that are open or that are available to you or is it uh, kind of through a, a, a lens says, okay, you can only use these particular funds right. because they get paid a, a, a trailing fee on that. So a lot of times investment options are constricted because the financial institution behind the broker won't get compensated. So right. the broker is not able to sell that. Um, another thing um, you look at affiliated funds. Um, so you, you know, JP Morgan, uh, they have their own mutual funds, uh, that they, that they operate. They have a fund manager. Um, it can be a good fund, but are you being sold or advised to buy this fund because it's in your best interest or are you being advised to buy it because, it's a JP Morgan fund. You, right. know, you have a JP Morgan advisor. We, we work with the university of Kentucky, uh, plan participants. Yep. Uh, we're, we're very involved there. Um, and the U UK, they have the option of using TIA CREF and fidelity. They have the two options. Well, if you're talking to a TIAA ad advisor mm -hmm. there, which that's you know big if if you can actually talk to somebody there, but yeah. if you can, they're not going to advise you to use a fidelity fund, right? Even if it's in your best interest, they're 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 always going to be biased to their uh, fund family. Same with fidelity. Um, if if you would even get any advice, 
they're typically going to recommend a Fidelity fund. They're not going to recommend a PIMCO or an American Century or Dodge and Cox. They're going to recommend a Fidelity because the the institution is also getting fees because of the assets that right. are in the fund. So you always have to look as as a consumer, as an investor, where where does the money go? Yeah. Uh, and with our approach, you know, we can use any investment vehicle out there. There's even annuities that we could use that, you know, it doesn't have the commissions and all the lockups right. and everything. No-load annuity. Exactly. So we can use anything, but we choose to use what we believe is in the best interest of our clients. Um, it, it, we are held to the fiduciary duty. We right. have been since 2010. This is not something new for right. our firm. That's um, right. So it, we we have to act in the best interest of our clients. Um, the uh, other thing, you know, back on uh, some of these companies that run their own funds, the institution is supposed to do their due diligence on managers of the funds. Right. A lot of times, and this this uh, picks a, a couple firms in particular, um, but it says that they don't scrutinize their internal managers as much as they do external managers. Mm. Um, so it's not good. It's it's it always comes back to: Are you putting the interest of the clients ahead of your own interest? Right. Um, and a lot of the big institutions, it's just, it's the way that they're designed. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, I've used the analogy before, you know, there's, there's a place for brokers. There's a place for commission business. Just like, you know, if you go to a car lot, you go to a Toyota car lot, they're not going to recommend a Ford. That's right. That makes a market. But you have to know as the consumer, where are the conflicts of interest? How does that affect you? That's right. Good stuff. It's something you should think about. If you come to us, it's unbiased. Stay with us. It's the Tom Dupree Show, News Radio 630 WLAP. Paid non-attorney spokes paid for by the Sentinel Group. Consult your doctor before continuing any medication. Have you or a loved one taken Valsartan blood pressure medication and been diagnosed with liver damage or cancer of the liver, kidney, lungs, or respiratory tract? You may be entitled to compensation. In July of 2018, after 22 other countries had issued their own recall, the FDA announced a Valsartan recall because the drug contains a chemical that poses a potential cancer risk. This risk was caused by a Chinese company that in 2012 changed its manufacturing method in an unsafe manner. If you or a loved one took Valsartan and were diagnosed with liver damage, cancer, or tumors, you need to choose the right legal team that has the experience, support staff, and resources to help you seek the compensation that you deserve. Call the Sentinel Group now at 800-717-0176. Operators are standing by to set up your free case evaluation. There are no fees unless you win your case. Call now, 800-717-0176, 800-717-0176, 800-717-0176. Big Blue Nation. Join us as your Kentucky women's basketball team continues SEC play, taking on the Ole Miss Rebels on Sunday, January 13th at 1 p.m. in Memorial Coliseum. It's National Rubber Duck Day, and the first 250 fans in the door get a Kentucky women's basketball rubber duck. Show the power of the Big Blue Nation and join us for this conference matchup this Sunday, January 13th at 1 p.m. Your Cats versus the Ole Miss Rebels. For more information about tickets, a full schedule, and to purchase your tickets today, log on to UKAthletics.com. 
The partial government shutdown now in day 22, the longest closure in U.S. history. President Trump still saying if Congress doesn't come up with a deal to include border wall funding, he'll consider declaring a national emergency. Right now, there are no scheduled talks, no pay for federal workers and no end in sight. ABC's Lana Zak is at the Capitol. President Trump says that he has the support of federal workers, but not everyone agrees. The National Air Traffic Controllers Association is now suing the Trump administration. It's the third union to do so. And several prominent Republicans are also speaking out against the possibility that the president could use emergency funds to shut down the shutdown. ABC's Lana Zak. In Paris today, an explosion rocked a north-central neighborhood this morning. Authorities say four people, including two firefighters, were killed and more than three dozen others injured. That blast shattered windows and overturned cars. Police say it appears the cause is due to a gas leak. I'm Michelle Franzen, ABC News. Snowy start to our Saturday into much of central Kentucky. Watch out for slick travel into the early part of the afternoon before that snow changes over to rain this afternoon. Temperatures going above freezing, so travel conditions will improve greatly as the day goes on. Into the overnight and Sunday, periods of rain and snow are likely yet again. Highs in the low and mid-30s. I'm WKYT Chief Meteorologist Chris Bailey on your official weather station, News Radio 630, WLAP. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation. This is News Radio 630 WLAP and iHeart Radio Station. Join Mark Patrick Hypnosis and lose all the weight 100% money back guaranteed. It was life changing for me. And I don't think about dessert like I used to. Bridget, how much have you lost now? I have lost a total of 83 pounds. Holy cow. It's easy, it's fun, very relaxing, and very successful. And I would just say go for it. And only $49.99 guaranteed. Allow hypnosis to destroy unwanted cravings, late day eating binges, boredom eating, stress eating. Also stop smoking with Mark Patrick Hypnosis. No matter how many times you try to quit, hypnosis is designed to destroy your desire to smoke without cravings, irritability, weight gain, or your money back. Join the over half million others who have attended and stopped smoking the Mark Patrick way. The Mark Patrick Hypnosis Seminar, Thursday, January 24th at the Richmond Best Western Hotel. Weight Loss Seminar, 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. Stop Smoking Seminar, 8 to 10 p.m. And Saturday, January 26th at the Lexington Ramada Hotel and Conference Center by Wyndham. Weight Loss Seminar, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Stop Smoking Seminar, 2 to 4 p.m. More info at markpatrickseminars.com. Hi, Doug Flynn for J&H Outdoor Store, your winter weather headquarters since 1972. Warm waterproof boots from Merrill, Keen, Boggs and Sorrell, cozy socks from Smartwool, hats, gloves, and jackets from Patagonia, the North Face, Marmot and Columbia, and yak tracks for walking on snow and ice. Select items on sale throughout the store. J&H Outdoor Store, more drive just off Nicholasville Road. Turn between Raising Canes and Wendy's. J&H Outdoor Store. 630 WLAP.
Back on the Tom Dupree show. You might want to play the the Manfred Mann version of this also when you get a chance. Okay. Because that's uh, that, they were the ones that came out with it, right. I think, originally. I, I just wanted to hear what their version sounded like. Sounded so. like. Yeah. But I've, I've always liked the Mighty Quinn, who, regardless who does it. I've yeah. always liked that. It's a good song. song. At a 30-year low, U.S. birth rate shows striking differences between states. Um, birth rate in America has been declining. And then you have this article about Japan defying demographics and reviving its economy. Tell me about those. So the the U.S. birth rate has been declining for some time. Um, and you would... Typically, you'd expect that in a, a developed nation, you know, you, you it's not an agricultural economy, um, so you don't, you know, families don't have to have 10 kids to go out and right. work the farm. Um, you know, as the population becomes more educated, a lot of times it's uh, put off having children, and then that decreases the number of children right. that are had. Um, but right now, uh, let's see. The number of babies born, just throw a couple statistics, in 2017 was 3.85 million, which was the lowest since 1987. Um, in order for the country's population to replace itself, researchers say that 2,100 babies should be born for every 1,000 women. Uh, in 2017, uh, the total fertility rate uh, was 1,765 births per 1,000 women, so which which is well under the the replacement rate, yeah. if you will. Um, that in and of itself can have uh, negative impacts on an economy because you have an aging population, you have uh, the the social uh, networks, you know, you have social security, you have the pensions. That's part of the problem that we've that's been facing. You have fewer workers to support the aging population. Right. Uh, you have fewer uh, young people coming up spending money or spending money in different areas than the aging population. So all of this has, <coughs> excuse me, effects on the economy. Um, Japan has been facing this for decades, I guess, right. really. Um, it's interesting, though, with Japan, um, you're starting to see uh, a, a turnaround in um, the employment numbers. Um, and I, th I think you could see this happen in the U.S. as well. Um, in uh, well, uh, again, I'll give a couple statistics. Um, since 2012, Japan's working age population has shrunk by 4.7 million, yet the number of people working has gone up by 4.4 million. Mm -hmm. So you have an aging population. Um, what's going on, though, you have three factors. You have women that are uh, you have a, a stronger labor participation number in women in Japan mm -hmm. because they, they, they have what's called the, the M graph, which is uh, up until age 30, you have this upward trajectory of, of employment. And then at 30, you have a decrease because uh, having children, whatever. Right. And then you have another spike up at 50, and then it tailors off after that for, right. for aging. You're starting to see that. M uh, graph 
uh, the, the trend line kind of level out. Yeah. So, so you're not having that big drop at 30 and then back up. Um, so what you're having, you're, you're having a higher participation. Um, you're having uh, older uh, members of the population that are also working. And that's the one big aspect in the U.S. that I think you'll start to have, too, is, you know, older generations moving back into the workforce because you don't the people that tried to do the fire thing and and decided it wasn't uh smart see exhibit a yeah Yeah. exactly um (laughs) i i I think you will see that because where it's not you know for the most part it's not uh physical labor uh as it as it was 30 years ago right it's not as physically taxing um, and you have an aging population that has uh, experience, mm-hmm. and they, they bring things to the table. Uh, and uh, like right here, it gives one uh, anecdotal uh, uh, piece of evidence. Uh, this guy, he's been trying to hire, this is in Japan, been trying to hire to fill uh, vacancies. Um, on a suggestion of a friend, he, 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 well, he put it out that he's trying to hire, wasn't getting any response from young workers. Then he put out a flyer in a newspaper that said he was asking for retirees um, that had to be over 60. That was actually right. a, a qualification that had to be over 60. He got 20 applications and hired nine of those people. This is in yeah. Japan. So, you're having the older uh, generation enter the workforce. Uh, it could be because they just want something to do. They need some sort of income stream, um, and you, it's it's just it's interesting because the even though the population has declined, the workforce has they they've been able to keep wage inflation in check. Because right. of these people entering the workforce or staying in the workforce longer, yeah. Um, and the other, <coughs> the third leg of what's going on in Japan is immigration, mm-hmm. and you, that's that's also added into the workforce. Uh, that's that's helped keep uh, wage inflation from getting right. totally out of hand. Um, but in the U.S., you're seeing this demographic shift. Um, which on the surface looks like a negative, and it does have negative implications. But you also with the lower birth rate, with the lower birth rate. But you also have efficiencies in the market. Uh, you have these deflationary forces like technology. So you mm-hmm. can have one person that can do the job of what was ten workers fifteen years ago, uh, or just be more productive, uh, and it's less taxing physically. Right. Um, so there, there are a lot of factors. That's, that's what's so amazing about, you know, economies. Um, you see something that is a negative, but it can actually turn sort of into a positive. It it has, it has these far reaching implications. Well, it's like the whole idea of the fed raising interest rates. They think if they don't raise interest rates, then inflation will take off and, uh, and the economy will get out of hand. Well, what if that happened? Why would that be a bad thing necessarily? <laughs> right. You know, inflation may get reined in by uh, the bond market itself, which is subject to market forces rather than That's artificially right. being, 
you know, maybe the bond market itself would rein in inflation. That's, that's exactly right. And, and you know, one of their fears are asset bubbles in certain areas. But, you know, you, you look at um, uh, housing and how lending standards have tightened up as so much versus right. what they were prior to the financial crisis. I don't think you're seeing <coughs> excuse me any kind of a, a bubble there because the lending uh, standards are so much higher than yeah. they were prior. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the market forces fix a lot of things and that's what the go- <laughs> what, what governments kind of uh, uh, resent. Yeah. They think that they have to have their hand in everything to keep it fixed. Exactly. Stay with us. You are listening to the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP. A new year means new listeners. I'm a new listener. New listener. New callers. Brand new listener. First time calling, sir. New ideas. I have a little plan. And new opinions. I agree. Disagree. 2019 happens here. News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, I'm Tom Dupree. During times of market volatility, as we have just experienced, it's easy for investors to panic. Some investors want an easy solution, like an annuity, to manage the ups and downs of the market. Some want to seek the safety of bonds and bond funds. At times like this, it's often wise to examine what the long-term returns of equities have been versus other asset classes. At Dupree Financial Group, we use times of market volatility as an opportunity to purchase securities at lower prices than where they may have recently traded. If you'd like to know how our investment process may help you and your retirement investments, then give us a call at 859-233-0400 to set up an appointment. It may be an eye-opening experience for you in this new year. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 and DupreeFinancial.com. 630 WLAP. this song Bob Dylan yeah got to wake up pretty early in the morning to get one by you yeah I'm just kidding (laughs) of course we know the rambunctious version of this song is uh from Leon Russell oh is that right oh yeah he's 150 miles per hour on this song and it's fantastic I might bring that in next week yeah back on the Tom Dupree show you know Mike our uh, at Dupree Financial Group, our approach is to try to get people to live within the realm of their dividends. And stock markets going up, down, sideways are, is is fine, but um, 
we want people to stay focused on the dividends being produced by their portfolios. Right. You got a couple of stories here that you wanted to uh, show that maybe exhibit some of that. Yeah. <clears throat> so you look at, I mean, every year you have Wall Street forecasts. Um, and, I mean, we, we don't adhere to these. We don't take that. We take that with a grain of salt. A lot of times you can almost look at it as a contrarian view, but uh, it's it's always interesting to look at. Um, you look at, uh, so this, this last week, uh, the S&P and the Dow were both up about 1.8% for the week. Now that's coming off a very low base. At the end of December, you had all the volatility, right. big sell-offs at the end of the year. Uh, and really since September 20th of last year is when you started having the downturn in the market. It was off by 14% or so from September. So you're, you're going from a low base. Now, <clears throat> when we're looking at this, we look at the, the price of individual companies. You, know, you can look at the market as a whole, say, okay, the market has now a, a, a multiple of 14, a little over 14 versus 20 at this time last year, well, if you're making a market call, yeah, I mean, so, some of the forecasts are 10%, 15% growth in the market for 2019. That may happen. It may not. We don't know. Um, but when we're looking at individual companies, and we can see that now they're trading for a multiple that they haven't seen for five years, mm -hmm. um, because earnings have grown. And since September, prices have dropped. So that, right. that equates to a much lower multiple. Um, and, and many of these companies have raised their dividends on top of that. Mm -hmm. So you're looking at a lower multiple and a higher yield on the stock if you bought it today. Right. So when we're looking at these companies, we're seeing some companies that look from an, uh, a relative basis cheap. And yeah. some that even from an absolute basis look cheap you know absolute meaning the 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 intrinsic value of the company um so i'm i'm as optimistic as i've been mm -hmm. for probably a year um for what i'm seeing in terms of valuations um right and for new especially new clients that are coming in yeah. think, you know now is i think uh it's definitely a lot better time than it was in September. Right. Um, but even for our existing clients, and they've seen this, that we tend to use volatility um, because you have to take a big picture approach, you know, in you know, what's, what's the long-term value of a company and are you going to get paid a dividend while you wait for that long-term right. value to be realized? Um, and so volatile markets typically give you opportunities to buy things. We've added a half dozen new companies in the last year to our portfolio. Some of these we didn't buy at the bottom at the price, but it doesn't change the fact that it's a good company that is still paying a dividend. And over time you should have growth. We know, and our clients know that the market is not always going to go up. It is not a straight line. That's you know, right. Mar the stock prices fluctuate, but you have to look and see, is it a, a company that's going to sustain over time. Mm -hmm. um, and how likely is it that that dividend is going to be there? So when you're making a broad market call of, 
hey, the market's going to go up 10%, 15%. I have, I hope it does. That's great. In, in one way, I hope it does. In another way, you, you lose, things get expensive. But you can hope, but how can you have conviction mm-hmm. that that's going to happen? You know, when we're looking at our companies, we were looking at, we had a discussion yesterday at one that we already own and, you know, talking about the, the business itself and it looks attractive mm-hmm. where it's priced right now and it pays a really nice dividend. So we can get our arms around that more than saying market's going to go up 15%. Yeah. You know, we, we don't know. That's right. Um, so it's it's all about we, it's more company specific what we do it, 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 we look at certain companies and we try to de- deduce from whatever we're seeing about them whether they look like they're a good value or not right and <clears throat> market volatility uh, i mean we, you've said this before you know when you say volatility you mean a drop in the market yeah um but even it's supposed to mean up and down, like it would be going up and down a bunch. But volatility usually means down. Down. When, when markets go up, people don't say that's a volatile market. Yeah, <coughs> they, they don't. You, you don't. Um, but even in an up market, when we're sitting down with our clients, because we meet with them, we send out a card every six months. We like to meet regularly, even in an up market where we've had growth. Everybody's happy, right? Because you look at the statement, market value's higher. Even in an environment like that, we say, okay, that's that's great. You're happy. We're happy. But remember what we're doing. We're, mm-hmm. we're creating an income stream. So take a step back. You know, that's while that's great that we've had a, an up market, which has benefited the stock prices that you own, remember that it's the income stream. Right. And – that that holds true in an up market, a down market. That's always going to be the story when clients come in and talk to us. You know, it's we're, we're not going to shift. You know, in an up market, and say, "Wow, you know, this is this is great." You know, we can you know all you know this is sell everything, go go all to cash because the market's up. Fire, uh, fire, <laughs> fire movement. Financially independence, retire early. <laughs> Uh, it, it's it's always going to be the income is is the story with us because that's the part that's more consistent. that's what you have to have to spend and to get by that's right and and we believe that over time we will have growth in the stocks we w- we wouldn't buy them if we didn't think so because otherwise it's you're just it, it's no different than fixed income right um, so we do believe there's going to be growth. But it, on a year-to-year, month-to-month basis, you will have volatility. That's right. And you always have to look back and say, okay, here's what I own. Here's the types of companies that I have. Here's the income that's being paid. You know? mm-hmm. And then you know, what the market does, the market's going to do. Um, but it, when the market does what it did this last year – now we can buy maybe some of these same companies at a lower price, which immediately increases the income. Mm-hmm. Doesn't immediately help the market value, but it immediately increases the income right. that our clients are able to take or reinvest. Yeah. And income is where it's at. If you're uh, 
thinking about, you know, a lot of people, we, we've been in seminars before and we've asked them, how many of you have figured out how you're going to take income from your retirement savings? Almost zero hands go up. In fact, right. I don't know that I've ever fig- seen somebody put their hand up. They've been saving this money in these retirement plans for all these many years, putting money faithfully away, and they have no plan for how they're going to access it. Right. Are you just going to spend it till it's gone? And people don't. They don't think about that. And unfortunately, <clears throat> that's the advice that's given to a lot of them. Yeah, is a spin down of principal. That's uh, right. And that's you know that that's unfortunate right there. I think that's that is uh, a big misservice, uh, uh, disservice. Yeah. Let's, let's let's fix that disservice to to the to the participants. Missed opportunity. For Missed service. opportunity. A disservice. Yeah. So. <laughs> If you're interested in knowing what your retirement plan can do for you in retirement, and if you're concerned about whether it the investment structure of it is set up properly, you might want to give us a call at 2-3-3-8-5-9-2-3-3-0-4-0-0-4-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-